Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 315 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, soften our hearts to understand. Help us lean into your word today and learn more about you and your mighty works. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 4 today. The Holy Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness. Verse 2 says, For during 40 days in the wilderness desert, where he was tempted, tried, tested exceedingly by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were completed, he was hungry. Each time Jesus was tempted, he refuted the devil with scripture from Deuteronomy. He didn't use his own words, which he could have because he spoke from God's strength. He used the word. He shows us that we need to know the scripture to fight the enemy successfully. Verse 13 says, And when the devil had ended every, the complete cycle of temptation, he temporarily left him. That is, stood off from him until another more opportune and favorable time. There is a cycle of temptation. The enemy knows our weaknesses as he goes through a cycle of temptations, including food, power, and believing God will take care of us even if we make poor decisions. We need to be aware of these temptations to avoid them. Jesus was tempted with the whole cycle. He was tempted with food when he was excruciatingly hungry. He was tempted with power and worldly riches, and he was dared to use God's promises to take unnecessary risks. And this wasn't the enemy's only attempt to get at Jesus. Jesus was continually doing battle with the enemy throughout his life, according to the scripture here. So he understands our struggles and temptations and is continually beside us and interceding for us. We need to armor up with scripture to have the strength and wisdom to fight against the enemy. Jesus also gave us the Lord's Prayer to pray against temptation. Let's use scripture, prayer, and knowledge to battle the enemy. Last, he read Isaiah 61 verses 1 and 2 from the scroll and said the prophecy was fulfilled that day. The Lord sent Jesus to announce release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity, to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. We are no longer held captive by sin. We are no longer downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. We are saved by the blood of Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ chosen by God to know him, and are granted eternal life in heaven with the great I am. May our hearts praise God for this today. Let's see what John has to say in 1 John chapter 3. John writes about the privilege of being counted as God's children. And when we see him in heaven, we will be like him. What a glorious day that will be. Verse 8 says, The reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works the devil has done. This is such a great pairing with our gospel lesson today. May we fix our eyes on the one who has saved us and love good and hate evil. John writes that we don't sin when God is deeply rooted within us. No one is perfect and we will sin, but Jesus came so we could be forgiven. And then we can continue to seek to live according to his righteousness. Verse 23 says, and this is his order, his command, his injunction that we should believe in, put our faith and trust in, and adhere to and rely on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and that we should love one another just as he has commanded us. Let us immerse our hearts in Jesus' sacrifice and love for others as he commanded us to. Let's see what Ezekiel is writing in chapter 17. 
This chapter starts with God telling Ezekiel to tell the people a riddle, which is solved for us in the second part of the chapter. It is helpful to go back and read 2 Kings chapters 24 and 25. It is important to note that we have already read the accounts of what was prophesied about here in Ezekiel in previous books of the Bible. Chapter 17 prophesies that Babylon is coming to take over Judah. Nebuchadnezzar displaced the king, who was King Jehoiakim. He had become king for three months when he was taken to prison in Babylon. He was imprisoned for 37 years and ultimately outlasted the violence of King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's son set Jehoiakim free, invited him to eat at his table, and gave him an allowance for the rest of his life. When Jehoiakim was initially exiled, Nebuchadnezzar put his uncle, King Zedekiah, on the throne in Judah. They entered into a covenant with each other, which Zedekiah violated by seeking assistance from Egypt. He put his faith and trust in Egypt instead of the Lord. God took this as a violation against him and brought devastation upon Zedekiah. Remember that his sons were killed before him. His eyes were put out and he was taken to prison where he died. This is the background of the prophecy that we read about in chapter 17. In the last few verses of the chapter, God talks about sending his son, the twig planted on the top of the mountain and will be exalted. Verse 23 says, On the mountain height of Israel will I plant it, that it may bring forth boughs and bear fruit and be noble cedar and under it dwell all birds of every feather. In the shade of its branches they shall nestle and find rest. We are included in this birds of every feather. God intended to save everyone for himself, and he has through the sacrifice of his son. We praise him for his plan to save us. In chapter 18, the Lord speaks about the wicked and the righteous. He offers every scenario and therefore shows us who is saved and who is not. The one who sins and does not turn to the Lord will perish. The one who sins but asks for forgiveness and turns their heart to the Lord will be saved. The one who never sins will be saved. However, the one who is saved but then turns to sin will perish. Again, God's heart is that everyone will be saved. May we turn our hearts to the Lord, ask for forgiveness, and be saved. Psalm 134 is our last psalm of ascent. We have reached the top step leading to the temple. It is a short psalm. It's a psalm of great praise telling all servants of God to praise him. It even tells us to lift up your hands in holiness and to the sanctuary and bless the Lord affectionately and gratefully praise him. Let us praise him today with arms lifted high. Let us pray. O oh Lord, we praise you. We praise you for all you do and all you are. You are greatly to be praised. Strengthen us to withstand the advances from the enemy. Give us victory through the blood of Jesus. May you fill our hearts, thoughts, and mouths with words of praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.